funny or you got something. Yeah. Just talk. Yeah. And they'll like pu- try to push you further than you should be going at that point. And that sucks because in their mind, they want you to, I, I guess you'll say, be something that you're not ready to be. Like, I wanted to write jokes and learn how to how to be funny when I first started doing comedy. Uh-huh. Um, well, how'd you, how'd you get into doing comedy? Like, how did you get ooh. there? All right. So, this actually started as me being me. Um, I was going through stuff at life at the time. Um, I had a friend who knew what I was going through which was a breakup with my ex. Um, I was pretty much headed towards homelessness because when you break up with people, you got to either live on somebody else's couch or you sleep in your car. Um, No credit, you know what I'm saying? Nothing built up in my name, worth nothing. And, yeah, life was getting rough. Um, Roughly around 375, 380, somewhere around in there. Um, you know, cause you got that relationship weight on your back and boom, um, I, no job. I'm on a couch at my buddy's house and I don't know the, just one day I was at uh, a training school and I'm talking to a friend of mine and I was just like, man, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna find an open mic or something and just just go so why what made you think just an open mic just because you could get on stage and just talk no um so uh burning mac one of my favorites same and richard Pryor, and like if you martin if you hear like a lot of the backstories of certain comics you hear like they couldn't keep hold down jobs or it was just a bunch of negative things that they were going through before they ended up with a big break but a lot of people don't know it was just life's rough than a bitch and like sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just it's hard for people to express themselves and comics figure it out so you Um, knew that certain comics had backstories that were negative and that they they were struggling to get on stage to get that break that they really needed. Right. So you were like, well, if they went through some bad things in their life, I have too. Maybe I have something to say. Maybe I can just go on stage and do this. Well, in, in truth, I um, I can't sit here and say maybe I have something to say or I literally was just looking at their fuck-ups and going, I did that too. Oh, so you're just like, oh shit, we're the same. <laughs> I, did, I did that too. Yeah. Oh, I fucked up the same way. Oh, like so, like, all right. Um, certain comics, like Martin. Martin used to box. Yeah, uh, Martin Lawrence. He um, and you figure out what was going on uh, with that situation, and you basically portray it into your own. Uh, Brandon Mack had a job taking care of a family. Um, but he never really wanted to have that job. He would rather have done something else. Um, I 
personally have tried multiple jobs and have tried to own my own business in multiple career fields and nothing has really panned out for me um Mm -hmm. until i started actually doing comedy like i i was just i was existing um yeah i i've honestly and and it sucks to say because i don't have kids so i can't sit here and be like oh i was Surviving for this, these kids, or I'm making. Nah, it's just me. I before, mean, before you found comedy, you were just going through the motions, just yeah. going through life, doing what you like, got to do. You, because, you know, like, you grow up and say, hey, you got to get a job, you yeah. got to make money, you got to get a house, you got to pay bills, exactly. You got to do all these things, and you listen to these people, and you're like, yeah, you know, they're right. I got to do that. Like the moment I found comedy, it was the same way. I wasn't going anywhere in life. I kept fucking up a lot. I I had a lot of jobs where I got fired. And the moment I started doing comedy, I was like, "Okay, this is what I, this is what I need to do." Well, I ain't gonna say it was this is what I need to do, but it felt good. It felt right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to make people laugh. Yeah. And to get it on some shyness, because I'm 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 be honest with you, I'm sh- I'm low key shy, and a lot of people be like, "You're not shy." Actually, I kind of am. Yeah. Uh, but. Well, I am too. When you do it on stage and you get that first laugh and he's like, holy shit, they're laughing and not at me, but laughing as to laughing at what I just said versus some dumb shit I would have done. Because I used to dance when I got on stage. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I guess you'll say all black comics. You were Kinda shucking was, and ducking. Yeah, you know, when you first get on, so, so you can get the females going, hey, yeah. hey, hey, And you get that female vibe going, and you doing your grooving or whatever, and then you try to get into your jokes, but as a fat dude, you majority of the time breathing hard. And <gasps> So I was just, I was just, I was, I was, I was just going to do that. I was a, and you you breathing hard and that, and then you hear yourself on tape doing that, and then it's like, let's figure out what not to do. Yeah. So, yeah, getting up there. So, how, how long from when you started to where you started figuring things out? Like, you were, you were like, okay, I'm going to do this differently. I'm gonna, if I do this, this will get a laugh. And then you started doing, like, consistently good for five minutes. How long from when you started to where you got your good five minutes? All right. Well, if you ask people like Rich Williams, I still don't have five minutes. Oh shit! All right. Like, <laughs> I was just being completely honest, right? Because I is I've never been booked for that. So okay, how long until you became consistently funny for five minutes? Okay. Um, I think that's a better question. Consistently funny for five minutes. Yeah. Not we're not talking about the same set every time. We're just talking about just oh. being funny on stage. And that's comfort. Yeah. So, more or less. Uh, How long until you were comfortable? Honestly, I still ain't all the way comfortable. Really? Yeah, nah. But you, you're confident I mean, in your ability, right? Like, if confidence. somebody books you for a show yeah, for, like, 10 minutes, you're like, I got this. Oh, yeah, 10, 20, 25? Yeah. Well, cool. But to give you, for my expectations... I apologize. I never be comfortable. 
I'm the trust me. You're not the only one that has told me that. I I, yeah. I I I look at stuff differently. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I I asked Andy Huggins one time when I first started out. I was a brand new comic, and I go up to Andy. I'm like, Hey, Andy, when does the anxiety go away? When do you stop being scared about being on stage? And he was like, Never. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. I was yeah. like, what Like the my thing fuck? used to be. Uh, I used to have. I I said. I used to have butterflies before I hit the uh, the top step. And after I hit the top step and, like, I'm walking towards the mic, it goes away a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And then when I'm, like, getting ready to finish and I'm coming to the end and I can see, like, I've done a, a good job because they laugh and they, they fucking with me or whatever. Yeah, you see them laughing, and smiling, they got their attention on you. And when you leaving off, that's why, like, if you ever see me, I, I'll walk. Somewhere and just take a deep breath and be like, holy shit, wait, yeah. You're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I did it. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Like, I've been in L.A. I've I've been to Florida, Miami. I've been to Mississippi. I've done jokes in Louisiana, Oklahoma. I know, I know it works. I know I'm funny. How long have you been doing comedy? Whew. At this point, uh, in November, I will hit six years. Six years, nice. Six years, yeah. How do you feel about um, it? In all honesty, uh, I smile about comedy the way my bosses want me to smile about my job. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when they when like this is when I realized that something something was when the higher management. Is asking you if you're still doing comedy because they like the way you light up about your passion. Uh-huh. And they go, God, if I can get you to light up about this fucking warehouse and this business, the way you light up about that comedy, goodness <laughs> gracious, <laughs> tell me more. What do you do? <laughs> and I told one of the owner's sons, because they like were higher ups, so I, I told him my... Um, my large areola joke. Mm-hmm. And pale-faced uh, was it Mormons? Yeah. Pale-faced guy. Uh, had like a chili bowl haircut. Bright red. <sighs> Cracked the fuck up. Laughed hard as shit. Really? Uh, <laughs> fuck the tour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, corn, let's go over here. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even want to talk to these guys anymore. I made my boss's kid laugh. I got it. Nah, like, because, like, seriously, like, he literally was like, hey, come over here. We don't even. (laughs) He just brought the people there. It was a bringer show now. Yeah, like, like, literally, he, like, it was a group of people. I said that joke, and it was just like, like, hey, everybody, come over. Let's listen to what Cornelius has to say. No. No. It was. Fuck this tour. Y'all finished the tour. Me and Corn's talking. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, come on, but let's we, we, Oh, he's talking to you. He's like, let's yeah, go, let's go somewhere let's, else. Let's, hey, let's go to a bar. Come on. Literally. <laughs> like you it could be something like that, but it's just walking away from everybody. And that's what happens yeah. when I get higher ups in the building now. I just make them laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I either like they come in and they they ask me about stuff and I I'm just truthful with it and they crack up. You just yourself. Yeah. And yeah. then they just be like 
I got to go to a meeting. <laughs> I'll be back. So, He's mad that he has to leave yeah. right now talking to you to go to a meeting. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. And I love know, it. Like, they'll come back from meetings. and They go like, straight to you. For sure. Oh, uh, and, damn. Or the, the, the best thing, actually, because the fat boy is always going to tie it into some food. They'll come back from meetings and, like, call. And be like, hey, we had this catered and or do you guys like this? Because what we could do is just have them bring some of that to y'all. That's all you. Yeah. That's from you just being yourself. Yeah. That's a and, good feeling. And, and it's like for everybody. Oh, no. Just warehouse guys. <laughs> since you got, since the warehouse guys. Don't tell nobody else. They don't no. Shh, just keep it on the down low. And then if the warehouse guys don't want it, it's like, well, what do you guys want? No shit. Yeah. It's like, They'll get you whatever you want. I ask my guys. I'll be like, hey, what y'all want to eat? Damn. And like the, the owners See, that's people something, like that, they just. That's something they don't teach in business school. Yeah, that's no. just something natural. Yeah. That's just something. A lot of comics have this. A lot of comics are really good at talking to people and like getting them to like you immediately. Yeah. I just, and I, I've had that happen too. Like, like literally, when I talk about strong hands, yeah, and I talk about the strong handed handshake and things of that nature, when I tease women, um, in in the field that I'm in, like everybody's everybody's got strong hands, yeah. So of course, a female with strong hands stands out, but that's the big thing, you know. what I'm saying you got a a good handshake, a good grip, yeah, and for a warehouse person. Like that's how I know if you've been in the business and for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like right now, right? Both of my bosses, I have a BOM and I have a branch manager. Mm-hmm. All right. If I shake both of their hands, they both kind of like take that 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 ooh that like, goddamn oh, god yeah. ah. But he's, if, a, he's the, an office man, right? Yeah. But yeah. if the the owner or like the regional walks in. They want goddamn. How's it going? Going, you know what I'm saying? They and go they, all in. Yeah, they 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 Ooh, gripping. They yeah, gripping. You know what I'm saying? And then when they go in with them, I, I guess that's kind of why sometimes they kind of give them shit because yeah. it's like, hey buddy, let me let me, let me fist pound you. I don't want to hurt yeah. you. Well, here's the thing: like, hurt your wrist. That that doesn't have to do with just working in a warehouse. That's how men are. Like. The, the firmer your handshake is, the more confidence you have, right. the more you you believe in yourself, the more of a man you are. That's believed. The more of a man you are, the firmer your handshake is. Right. And it's not just warehouse guys. Like, I see it all the time. I, when I was younger, I used to go with like a limp handshake and people would just look at me weird. Mm. But then I heard about that and I was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go in. Right. And then when they go back with that handshake and you right. feel it, you're like, all right. right. All right, I see that. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's more or less... Uh, a respect thing. It is very, yeah. Yeah, and like, because you now could, with COVID, it's like you could trust a man with a good handshake. Now with yeah. COVID, we just, just fist pumping. I don't. No, yeah, nobody, nobody damn. handshakes anymore. I don't trust none of you, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, even with pump. the elbows too. <laughs> I had a person do like I went out of uh, town for uh, some training. I was actually the trainer, and uh, like, I'm. In uh, Salem, uh, New Hampshire, at a, we were doing a merger or whatever, but 
um, talking to like the higher ups of the company that we're merging with or that's coming over to us. And some of their higher ups, like the the handshake, uh-huh. was the elbow or the the pounding and like. Yeah. When our guys, like from my company, got there, Cornelius, how you doing? And they shaking my hand and they fist pumping and and yeah. when the other guys see this from my people, yeah. they're like, "You got? They come over yeah. and talk to you? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't talk to y'all. Show <laughs> <laughs> y'all. It's like, oh my god, like these, like I'm in there yeah. working with warehouse personnel because I'm telling them how to straighten up their warehouse and get. Stuff uh-huh. organized and, you know what I'm saying, have teamwork and people communicating and things of that nature. And so who is he? I was like, yeah, that's like the, the, the CFO of the company. Yeah. How you know him? He know you, know you? <laughs> like literally when they go, he know you, know you? <laughs> I, was, I was like, why are you saying that? He was like, because, like, dude, you said his name and you fist pound him. And like he was like, yeah, that's that's Cornelius right there. That's my guy. And he kept walking with like my boss, and my boss is looking back like, who in the hell is that? Like, yeah, I'm, I, sometimes I'm that guy. It happens. I don't know. You got to like that. But that's it. I don't know. But as far as I guess we didn't got. Crazy off topic from when I started. Yeah, hey, that's good. Don't yeah. matter. We can go take it wherever you want, man. Yeah, but as far as like yeah. starting comedy, I don't know. We all got our specific different. Well, like different it, it's always just weird because like you are you're black, and there are Thank a lot you. of black comedians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no secret to a lot of people. Right. I just like I just wanted you to know. Mm. <laughs> black man with the last name White. You better figure that shit out. It's like you're you're a black comic and you have heroes like you said Pryor, uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, Bernie Mac. You got a lot of these heroes that are up there. Me being Hispanic, I don't have a lot of that. There's not a lot of Hispanic comics that are on that level, that high level that are killing it all the time. Like you, you have a couple. Well, but here's the thing, like American type comedy, not that not uh, Mexican. Hey, what's up? Like actual and I'm not talking shit about George Lopez I think he's great I think he's amazing it's just like but it's it's just more of a cultural it's a certain type of comic a certain type of Hispanic comic that everybody thinks about there's no difference cause like Mm -hmm. I I, I love Bernie Mac because he's Bernie Mac nobody else is Bernie Mac nobody else is Richard Pryor right but when you think of these certain Hispanic comics you think of the 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 accent hey what's up bro yeah you, there's no that guy like that right now. There's, there's no diversity. There's, there's, there really the isn't. Up. Yeah, because yeah, even uh, Felipe Esparza, right? Yeah, he, he has. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like even now, I don't, I don't like the the. There, there is one, uh, Paul Rodriguez. Okay, I, I, he's a great joke writer. Right. He's really funny, and he's been been doing it for a long time. I do, I like him a lot. And I feel like he is himself. Hmm. He is different from the rest. I mean, when it comes to like, uh, I guess you'll say, like the pure the, stand-up comics, the the stand-up, and 
the niches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody doesn't understand the niche of writing. No. So, and then on top of the niche, you have to understand the niche for yourself. Right? What works for you when you're writing. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't get to that because everybody's trying to get to that level. So to get to that level, you have to bomb. I have to do what the fuck I have to do yeah. to get to that level. Well, not a lot of people like bombing. That's but that's the big thing. And it's, to, not, it's not bombing. It's getting to the next level. See, people don't. Get yeah, but shit. you have to bomb. People, you have to get, go up there and try your jokes out, and if see, they don't that's work, the thing. they're not even trying. They jokes. No, they're not. They're not at all. They're not. That's not their shit. They, no. To get to this next level, I just need to say whatever he said. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, and that's what people lose at because, and that's a great point. Once and, people realize but there what are a lot you of, said, there are black comics that do that. There are white yep. comics that do that. Everybody and, does it, and that's what I think you're talking about when you get the the same general, yeah. and it's like, damn, dude, everybody got the drunk daddy. It's working. It works for them, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm pissed about. It's right. become a hack. Yeah, it's hack now. Everybody got that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So. You gotta, you gotta. Everybody got that either that drunk daddy, that drunk cousin, or that that. And it's like, hey, bro, listen, we we all got that. Yeah, yo, bro, chill. <laughs> George Lopez did that ten yeah. times already. We're Come done. On, it's over with. You know what I mean? And that's like when people but also, go fuck them kids, and they're yeah. trying to do like some some black comic. Oh, fuck them kids, or fuck this, or fuck that. Like, dude, listen, we're not saying fuck everything in the yeah, world. Yeah, we been done. We, we done with that. Yeah. Or like uh, white people do this, black yeah, people uh, do that. You see that all the time. Listen, that is the most annoying and segregated thing that you can do to your fucking self. Uh-huh. Is white people versus black people versus white people versus Mexican, yeah. white people versus Asians, black people. For, listen, the stereotypes are over, and I mean. Well done. Well done. We all know we different. Mm-hmm. Now tell us something new. Yes. Now, you know what I mean? Yes. We all know we different. Now tell us something that can relate and be news to us. Make me laugh with something different. You see what I'm saying? Don't don't give yeah. me the same exact thing that Joe Blow finna get. Yeah, just because it's working doesn't mean it's good. Exactly. I, I, I feel that. I, I hate when I go to certain mics and the same topic is 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 like yeah they all have the same oh like, my god dude, covid is a thing right now yeah. everybody's talking about covid but before covid what, what what it was something we was at the improv one time and i i don't know if it was harvey or what hurricane harvey yeah but yeah. It, it was just like on the brain of everybody dylan ruth when he did the church shooting, everybody talked about that kid. Mm-hmm. Every, and I'm just like, God damn, guys. You telling me of all the stories that has hit, Dylan Ruth is the only person y'all know about today. Like, Dylan Ruth wasn't the only person that killed somebody that day. True. He's not the only one, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's my thing. Are we all looking at the same news feeds? Are we all looking at the same news sources? And that's what kills me when guys go and repeat another comics joke to pretend as if they're on a certain platform above somebody yeah. and you go, hey, you don't think we all listen to that comic? 
Exactly. At least three times, brother? Yes. So you don't think we know that you switched one or two words? You really think somebody's in here that slow? Mm-hmm. Like we remember, like if we remember to the point of mimicking a, another comic, yeah. why the fuck would we remember that set? Exactly. If I well, could, also, but here's the thing: the audience members don't know. Mm. Comics do though, for the most part. That's not true. No, no, there's some. You're right. There are some audience members who's like, I heard Chris Rock say that. Yep. What, the, what the fuck? But not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. But there are some. There are some yeah. that that, and I've heard. Audience members, non comics, uh huh, charge comics up. No shit. Yes. Yeah. You don't think I know that comic? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Like, you will be support. Don't be fooled. There are people out here that audience members who love comedy. Yeah. Dry, quirky. Energetic, um, alternative, raunchy, yeah. you name it. They love comedy like other people love a basketball. They're, they're like people who want to be comics but just can't do it. Exactly. And I, I get that all the time. I get people come up, oh, you're so good. I can't do what you do, but I really want to. And right. I, I feel that. And I, I actually, uh, I'm starting to hate that. Why? Because it's a lot. What do you mean? Over the past six years, there has been more people to buy, to tell me how good I am and that they love what we do Mm -hmm. versus the people that has bought tickets and supported. That's a really good point. So yeah, 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 they'll come up to you at a free show, right? At a free show, you're so funny. This was great. This was yeah. the best night of my life. Hey, I got a show next week. I'm busy. We got the kids. You know, yeah. it's you know the thing. Because you came up for your friend. Yeah, and I get that. But my thing is, after X amount of years, you want things to start moving in a certain direction, or flowing better, or getting paid more often, and or more. Just whatever yeah. the case may be. You just want more. And at a point, just sometimes the pat's on the back, just. You're just over it. Yeah. It's just, You're just done with it. It's just, yeah, I know. Uh, I know I'm funny. Yeah. It, I, ain't, yeah. it ain't even I know I'm funny. It's just I got to do something better because I'm in the wrong position. See, that's my difference because I'm, I'm not trying to get frustrated. With, see, I love comedy. Like, I love an abusive bitch. <laughs> she, she got the best pussy. She sucked dick the best. But just at a moment's notice, oh, I might be shit. up for three days straight because this just, bitch won't yeah. argue and fight. You see what I'm saying? This bitch won't drive me crazy. Uh, but, but you deal with it because you love her so much. No. No? No. I deal with it because, plain and simple, she arched my back. She curled my toes and like just You're addicted. Yeah, I'm I'm that I'm yeah. down. And with comedy, it's the same thing. On a good night. Oh yeah. Yeah, the the, the great nights feel amazing and the terrible nights just hurt so bad. They don't even hurt no more. Cause it's all oh. a thought process, a learning curve. See it used to hurt it used to bother me. Yeah. 
right? And it, it'll get to the point where you're driving home or you cut the radio off or you're just trying Oof, to play back word for word what happened. How did you end up in this <laughs> dumbass confrontation with this drunk person? Or why did you say something to this bitch who threw your set off because yeah. she started yelling and you better not come at me, fat motherfucker. And you just like, oh, this bitch. I was just playing about some shit and I tried to turn it loose, but I couldn't. And oh, just for some odd reason. And instead of, instead of going, fuck, I bombed, did some bullshit, my life is over there. Now it's, what did you, where you fucked up at? You shouldn't, you shouldn't have made eye contact with old girl. And then, what started this situation was nine out of ten. You was off balance, and so you were probably drinking too much. Mm-hmm. So you should have had a water. So like, all of that shit plays through for me now. You're just thinking about the whole situation, about yeah. how you got Everything. to a certain point and where it just went wrong. Yeah. So like, when you first started out and you had a night like that, what would you be doing? You'd just be mad. You'd just, just be like, "Fuck! I fucked up. I, yeah. I bombed. Fuck yeah. this shit." I. Pretty much sit to myself, um, bombing and losing. I tied them together. Bombing and losing? Yeah. yeah. And I so see that. instead of continuing to letting that stay tied together, how do you fix losing? You got to learn from it. Watch mm-hmm. the tape. Yep. What did you do wrong? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people record it and they listen back to it. But the thing about recording and listening back to it, if you hate your voice, you're not going to listen to where you fucked up. But you ain't going to learn shit. You just nope. listening. You're just listening. And you're and like, you, I hate you the sound in, of yeah. my voice. you just basically waiting until the recording is. Yeah. That's all it was. and then You're not listening like, yeah, to the jokes. Nope. You're not listening to where you fucked up. You're just listening and you're thinking, oh, I hate I hate how I sound. I, I hate how I sound. And, and you do that and you end up, I guess you'll say, not learning anything. And that takes a couple of years for you to really go. Because it's basically constructive criticism <laughs> of oneself. That's pretty much it. Yeah, because you're training your ear to listen to the comic, not you. Yeah. You. So that's what I, uh, I've figured out over the years is how to take myself out of it. Right. Like, I'm not thinking about me on stage. I'm thinking about, okay, I said this joke. I said this punchline. Did the punchline hit? No. Why didn't it hit? Right. Well, I'll change the punchline next time. Okay, did the setup work? Maybe the setup was wrong and right. the punchline was good. Like, now I'm thinking about everything right. else. Right. Oh, I could add a tag here right. or I could change this and I could move that over there to, to fix that other joke or to set it up with a different way. Right. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about that. But when right. I first started out, if I bombed, I was just like, fuck, I, I suck. It was just terrible. I can't, I, I can't do comedy anymore. It's like, that's yeah. all I was thinking about. I, I'll say the one time, like I bombed on a uh Gentle improv show and I thought I did good. Isn't that weird how you hear the laughs and you think everything's going great, but yeah. when you get off stage, nobody shakes your hand, nobody gives you dap, and you're no, just no, like, no, what no. the fuck? It wasn't, it wasn't that. No? It wasn't that. It was the recording. See, when you do good for certain people, they'll cheer for you. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And that's 
when you're learning to be a comic. Because, see, you can do good for the group of Mexicans that's in the crowd, and they'll cheer and laugh. Yeah, because and, I'm Mexican, they'll already right. be like, he's one of us. The I like rest the of the crowd, yeah, which is mixed white, black, Asian, Hindu, Arabian, whatever the case may be. I got to win them and over. You have to make them laugh. Yeah. And see, you don't understand until you, you, you give yourself the real critiquing. You fucked up. Cause and and when I went back and looked at it, I had like a couple of points in there where I was talking to crowds and I was like, yeah, yeah, I got this shit. I, I was I was great. I was da 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 da. And when I really went back and sat down and focused on it and looked at it, and I was like, oh fuck. I apologized to Koo. Really? Yeah. I was like, brother, I'm sorry. What did Koo say? He was like, nigga, you just not listen to that tape. <laughs> 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 you sucked that night. I was, I was like, I did great. He's like, no, you sucked that night. <laughs> that was, that was oh, just, shit. it was just one of the moments, man, where you just gotta really critique yourself and have real self critique. I um, so how long from when you did the show to when you actually listened to the tape? Uh, it was like a year and a half. No, sh- a year and a half. Yeah, maybe two years. Why? Because I um, I thought I did great. And well, let me ask you this. Why did you go back and listen to it? Were you just like going through I, old records? Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to put some of this clip on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a video. And <laughs> I got solid. I got solid material. <laughs> well, I, was, I was listening to that shit crying like, oh, <laughs> That's what you were saying. What was you even going with that? Corn? Where were you going? These people just looking at you at this point. What's going on? No direction. How long in comedy was that when you did that show? Uh, it was like two years in. Two years in? Yeah. Man, you can't really blame yourself for that. Yeah, I know. But yeah, four years in, you go back and you're like, this. but you saw right. the growth. You saw right. the progression. You're like, I'm way right. better than that now. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So now... Um, I'm now I'm at the point where I want to get uh, I guess you'll say a, a strong 20 uh, 15 20 minutes set to where it's clean enough and it's it has the ability to travel mm-hmm. see because a lot of comics want to get that 20 minute set and do 16 loop beltway 8 Head I-10 to San Antonio, maybe go to little Austin, get some corporates in their system, and yeah, we traveling comics. It's a huge world right outside of Texas. Yeah. Right outside. And them jokes we use, talking about the stuff that's going on in 16, and the things that happen on 45, and the things that happen on Bellwood, that shit don't matter to them people. Nope. They don't have a clue what 45, 16, Bellway 8. They don't know jack shit about Greens Point. Mm-hmm. But if you learn to write better, you understand how to, I guess you'll say, uh, relate it to the hoods in, in different cities. So, I mean, you can just learn about what's the highway here in Chicago. I'll talk about that. that Boom. Not even that, but... 
Cause that's easy. Yeah, it's easy to talk about a highway. But I feel like I've seen some comics when they when they start their set as they talk about them being in a new place like the city, yeah, and they talk about the city just to get them to say, "Hey, I'm in your city. I know a little bit about it," and then get onto their jokes. I, 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 yeah. I've seen that, but I yeah. still go, because eh. it's a it's it's one of them. I can do this forever. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's I can do this joke forever. For and I could do it the same way, and I could do it this way. I could switch it up and do it this way, and I could do this joke forever. And it sucks, but you gonna you, you really gonna do it forever? Seriously, you gonna spend the next ten goddamn years saying the same goddamn setup? The same every fucking way you go. We have to figure out a way so that you can talk about how whatever interstate we own so that it'll match your joke. Hmm. Right. Okay, I, I feel that. I, I apologize. Please keep writing. <laughs> There's a lot more going on in this world. Please keep writing. Like, yeah. You, you got to do, and that kills me. Some people walking around with jokes in their mouth from, when they first started, I've heard a lot of people say that when uh, when they first start out with somebody, then they move to another city or if something happens, and like five years later they see them, they're like, "He's still saying that joke from the first year he started." Yeah, I yeah. I don't want to be like that. And and like, I don't know if you're cool with him, but I'm gonna say his name on your podcast, Ashton Womack. When I first started comedy. He was doing uh, Christian's tailgate. Uh, he basically was like, the jokes that you have within the first two years, you shouldn't be doing them in year five and six. Like at all, whatsoever. Like, yeah, you should be grown. You should have so much new material. Life is going... Because, like, right now, for me, right now, life is evolving. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, fuck, I... <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm trying to get my life together to the point of a grown man to what I would say is a grown man. Somebody who has an apartment or a house, has credit, has uh, his finances in order, has um, a career established on top of, uh, uh, I guess you'll say, other avenues of either making money or other avenues for just growth. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you could just be in your passion. Some people are just coaches. You know what I mean? They'll just go and coach Pee Wee football just to be that guy who, who helped coach the Pee Wee football team. You know what I mean? He yeah. might not want to be a real coach in a high school because he could punch kids. He might punch a 17-year-old, yeah. but a, a 5- or 10-year-old, he let him get away <laughs> with it. You see what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I just I just think that some comics are better hosts, right? It's weird. Well, if you can host, you should be able to headline. You think so? I know so. If you can host, you can headline. If you can, if you can host, you should be able to headline. Because plain and simple, as Barry Lamonex says, from time to time, what if you have to feel? Mm-hmm. If you're up there hosting and they say, hey, stretch, they keep going, stretch brother. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Yeah. I mean, take, hey, I need you for another 15 minutes. Oh, shit. 
and you done done all your best material. <laughs> you don't have another 15 minutes. You see what I'm saying? So where, where are you going? What you going to do? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to crowd work. And see, that, gonna... that's why I like rooms like Carrington's and like like the, the black crowds because a lot of times I shorten up my, my decent joke. Cause mm-hmm. I got I, I I got some new shit I want to work on anyway, but it's all about how you start your new shit, whether it'll go over or not. So that setup, that start, whatever you get in that room, or however you get close to it, you damn near own it. Cause if you can get them to pay attention to it, with whatever you just started it with, mm-hmm. that's what you should work with. Cause they're not trying to listen. No, they're not. That can get, like, I, I like attention is free. Yeah, I like rooms like that because if you can get them to listen, that means you got something. Something, something yeah. was something sparked an interest. Yeah, to the point where black women go, "What do you say? Gosh, what do you say?" Because <laughs> last night, as I'm on stage, uh huh, the is the, you you got the crowd over here, but you got the crowd over here that's making all the noise and doing all the talking, and once they get started, then this gets started, then is overtakes again because they just won't sit down so mm-hmm. as i'm doing my jokes and i'm talking this crowd over here has, has zoomed in they're listening mm-hmm. they didn't start talking again i wish they shut up that's how i know i'm winning mm-hmm. well you got these over here go well y'all can somebody yeah you already got them on your side and they're like i want to listen to him somebody shut them up right yeah. So that's pretty much how I know I'm winning majority of the time. And if I, not I like that, that, that subtle. I wish they would shut up, and then that they get that in their mind. Yeah, uh, I wish they would too. What the fuck? Or my personal favorite, because I did this last night too. It's where somebody that's with this group starts to laugh. Mm-hmm. Ah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And if that person starts to laugh, they shut the fuck up. Because yeah. what the fuck is you laughing yeah, what at? The, what's going on? He said he got large areolas. It just, <laughs> it just matched because he fat. But just, <laughs> And it's, it's boom. Like, yeah, now, yeah. There's always you, one person listening. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got to make sure you, you, you hit that ping. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like lighting a spark. Lighting some matches. You light one, lights another one, lights another one. Pretty soon, you got a whole fire started. Mm. <clears throat> and, I don't know, man. I, I think comedy, like a lot of people go, comedy is subjective or comedy is this or comedy is that. I, honestly, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I just think comedy is beautiful. I, I think comedy is whatever is on stage, what's happening right now, what makes you laugh. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be some weird shit. It could be some like uh, dumb shit, smart shit, whatever it is. As long as you're laughing, that's comedy right. to me. Right. As long as it's funny, it's comedy. Well, in truth, that's not true. No? No. Because... People get on stage and put water on themselves. People start laughing. 
That's comedy. People get on stage and strip. If people start laughing. Because, so, I, I, can, I can explain. Somebody strip diaper. You I can explain that. Okay, so, the setup is it's not supposed to be happening. This is this is uh this doesn't happen in the real world. I get on stage, I start getting as naked a stand up just, as a yeah. stand up comic. That's the joke you, though. You've been in stand up for a minute. Yeah. You have you have the known unknowns of stand up. Yes. <laughs> you have the do's and the don't list that don't even exist. <laughs> the unwritten but, rules. Yeah, I know. Okay. The, the humping the damn I'm suit. not saying I condone it, but I'm saying I get it. I get so, why so people So what think I'm it's saying funny. is, what yeah. I'm saying is, as a comedian, uh-huh. a comic, a person who says I do stand up. Yeah. When somebody tells you, "Yeah, man, I was on stage, man. I stripped. I took my shirt off and da da da." Does that make you go, oh, okay, that was hilarious," or do you go, "Why?" Yeah, I do go, "Why?" Why would you take your shirt off? Yeah. Was, is, it, you, is it a setup? Are you doing you, a joke with that? Like you making fun of your like, gut? Or what's going it on? It makes here? no sense. Yeah. Like it, it was a it's a comic, a white comic. He comes to the improv. I can't think of his name right now, but he takes his shirt off all the time. Bert Crusher? I think so. Yeah. And He's famous for it. Right. Yeah. And like But that's his thing now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's obviously, obviously his thing. Like he's taking pictures with fans with no shirts. He's on stage without a shirt, but obviously that's something to do with what he's doing or what he has going on. It's it's his character on stage. He's a party guy. People yeah. people love him. He loves to drink. He likes to hang out. That's that's his whole persona. It's it's the guy at the party that gets so drunk and he's like, Woo and just takes off his shirt. That's that uh, whole okay. thing. Okay. I, I get all that. Yeah. But he has a reason for that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That, that, and that yeah. works for him to the point where he's getting paid for that. Yep. Now. He's selling out arenas and shit. As a stand-up comic, Joe, are you going to take your shirt off next time you're at Carol's? Or nah. next time? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So he's just going, I'm going to take my shirt off yeah. and I'm going to slap my belly. And I'm gonna no, bro. I'm not. Everybody's going to be like, what the fuck is going hey, on? Like, what, is, what, what are you doing, bro? No. You just set fat guys back 12 years for this bullshit. <laughs> like, come on. So I don't, I don't, I don't do the, I'm going to take my shirt off. I don't do the, the, the. Yeah, but honestly, who does, like right now in Houston, have you seen anybody take their shirt off? Like any local comics? Oh, yeah, Because we'll chastise any... the shit out of them. Yeah, we'll make fun of them. Like, yeah. It, it ain't even making fun of them to, like at a point. It ain't. Nah. It's a straight, I'm your daddy, bitch. <laughs> eat this ass whipping because <laughs> you're stupid. Like it's that point with with certain Houston comics, you could feel the 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 heat come off them words, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, and and when that heat come off them words, it's more or less for you to understand. Never do that again. Yeah, like it made no sense. It was pointless, and you make us look like trash by doing that. So therefore, don't do that to make yourself look like trash. That's what a lot of open micers don't understand. Right. A lot of open micers don't understand that when a when a comic tells you a certain thing, it's for a reason. Yeah. Just because they're making fun of you is not because they're just making fun of you. It's because you did something on stage. Right. You did something stupid, and they're letting you know by roasting you. And that comes back to uh, uh, critique. Yeah. Uh, 
I just did that on your, your podcast. I can edit it. Uh, Don't worry about it. What is it? Uh, yeah. Damn it. You find a word, I'll get you another drink. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking about what's a strong critique? What's a constructive criticism? That's what that is. Because most people do not take that well. I mean, you can have somebody bashing on you, but telling you the, the exact truth. You're more angry at the laughter that's coming from other people from his bashing versus yep. the the words that he's saying. Because I've had Suntran and, and and I've had Rich and I've had Cool. Hell, I've had Adam Bob <laughs> talk to me after I've bombed, and I didn't hear one word they said. The next week when we was talking or we caught and had like a a moment to the side and like, yeah, they'll, you know what I'm saying? I could replay it and tell them, yeah, I was, I heard you. I was in my mode and I was in a place and I just, I really wasn't feeling like talking. And Adam Bob at one point was just like, brother, you got You got to stop doing that. Cause if I'm trying to give you good advice, I'm not trying to give you that good advice next week. I'm going to give it to you right there. I'm going to give it to you when I'm talking to you. And that's just going to be it. Uh-huh. And if, if you mad and can't accept that, then you just mad and can't accept that. I'm not coming. I'm not doubling back to give you that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are not going to come back until you again. Yeah, who, that's just that one time. Who going to remember that? And exactly. then you was mad. Exactly. You know? So. No, but like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I've had that issue, too, where people were trying to tell me something and I just wouldn't listen. Right. But I'm a stubborn guy. So that's how I've always been. Well. And I, I got it eventually. But they got so mad to the point where just like, fuck this dude, he's not listening. Yeah. Well, for me, <clears throat> I'll hear you and I'll take what you said mm-hmm. and I'll, you know what I'm saying, I, I'll double back like within like 45 minutes to a day. I'll give myself that. Majority of the time, if I'm listening and I'm pissed, I'll take a walk, mm-hmm. breathe it, breathe it in, listen to what you were saying, and even try to, like, drop, put, take the laughter down and the, the dumb shit and just, what was he saying? Yeah. What was he trying to say? What was he trying to get to, through to me? And Well, that's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. With me, I was just mad. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't listening. I wasn't taking any constructive criticism. I was just like, Fuck this dude for trying to tell me some shit. That's how I was. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm starting to realize. Let me just let them say it. I'll I'll go for a walk. Let me think about what they said. Right. Now I'm like that. But before I was just you set me off. That's it. And and like, cause, cause the the advice that I was given was you don't look happy on stage. You don't look like you want to be here. And. The reason I was giving that advice was because, bitch, I'm tired. <laughs> I've, I've been up since 6 o'clock, 4 o'clock this morning. I've been owning off trucks, delivering windows, and I'm, it, it's 10.30 at night. On a I, Tuesday. Right. And I done been jumped four times. You see what I'm saying? And like, or bumped, let's say bumped, that. Yeah, bumped. I done been bumped. Three to four times. I was like, jump, I, man. What kind of open mics you going right. to, dog? Can you ask for that open mic? <laughs> You're not going on. <laughs> right. 
so of course I'm fatigued and and they were just well you can't let that show you can't let that <sighs> alright I got you so what I started doing was uh, on Tuesdays and like days that I would go to mics and stuff like that I would just go to one mic instead of try to travel around the city yeah because trying to get here trying to get over there trying to I'm tired and I'm trying to work out different sets of different places. Yeah. Listen, brother, you got to figure this out. Do it one spot, maybe two if it's close to the house, mm-hmm. but one, two spots, and then I'm, I'm done. Yeah, because I, I used to go out. Uh, I was doing the same thing. I was going out to almost every mic, every night, trying to get as much stage time as I could, right. but I was getting burnt out. And you, you don't realize you're getting burnt out or because you, you're slacking at work. Yep. You're slacking in life. Mm-hmm. You're not writing. You're not doing what you're supposed to do on no. stage. And for some odd reason, you have high hopes and an expectation that you're going to get paid and somebody's going to put you on a huge show and depression's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a motherfucker. My deal is just keep writing. You got to make, you got to find a way to make yourself happy. And I think that so, so like what I what I'm doing now is I'm trying I'm doing the same thing. I'm maybe I'll go to one mic a night. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll just stay home. I'll write or I'll I'll watch TV or I'll relax because I know I know now where I'm getting close to the point of being burnt out and I have to pull myself back because I want to go out there every night. I right. want to be at every open mic. I want to be on every show. Right. But I physically I can't. I'm just I'm human. Right. We're all human. Yeah. And my thing is I'm learning that I don't have to be on every show. Yeah, you don't have to. I'm learning that I don't have to be liked or be loved by everybody. I'm learning that Cornelius, if you fuck around and figure out how to make your idea work, the world becomes your oyster. Because everything that everybody else is doing, everything except for podcasting and I guess podcasting and, and videos, mm-hmm. putting on shows at different venues, I've done that. Um, I've never sold out a show that I put on and that bothers me because I know I can, like, I wanted to pull... Put a show together that packed out on a monthly basis by myself here in Houston. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to do the same thing in Louisiana and in McAllister in Oklahoma. Um, to be able to do that, you do need a following, and you got to be funny. Yeah, just plain and simple. I kind of want to do it without a following. And just be funny. That's tough, though. Wait, what you would need is like you would need other comics who already have a following and just bring their people. That's true, but you remember we was talking about being stubborn and arrogant. Yep. Okay. I I sometimes frown upon social media comics. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 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 It's just uh, it's a, just another platform to gain a following. Mm. That's all it is. That's true. 
But now, th- okay, so See, I get a, that as I, a comic. What I frown uh, upon uh, is just people who only do social media. See, there we go. Oh, they, they don't go to the mics. They, they don't, don't do know any what a shows. Mic they don't like. work. They the only reason they got sets at this point is because another comic, an older comic, vet comic who understands. Hey, come here. I can write this for you, and you could just say this, and then you 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 just say this and get on stage. Yeah. So you got that out there. They just they don't want to even do comedy anymore. They just rather write and go ahead. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm. Well, I've heard from uh, some other comics who opened up for uh, people on social media, like mm-hmm. influencers and stuff like that. The shows that they did, and they were just terrible. They weren't funny. Yeah. The, the people they were only there for them because of their social media influence, yeah. and it was just a terrible stand-up show. Well, that's because you're not funny. Yeah, you're just a networker who got friends. Got, who just happened to fuck around and get friends. Yeah, with somebody. See, you got them people out there too. Oh, I seen so and so. I've been following you since so and so so and so, and we friends. And yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Oh, See, you make videos, man. Yeah, they're funny, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I repost this shit all the time. And, and, and y'all both suck. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And they double headlining. Yeah, <laughs> y'all both suck. So how the fuck? Oh, where, where we get this from? Oh fuck! I've watched this happen. Yeah, many times. I'm dead serious. Many I times, literally yeah. watched this happen. And was like, huh? Okay. And look back at people, and they be like, "Why? Why are you looking at us? What the fuck is you got me in here for? This is insane. The both of them suck." <laughs> I do it like you literally when you get to the point where you do comedy and you go, I'm battle tested, bitch. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I I, I work this yeah. room. You see what I'm these motherfuckers in here with this quiet time, I work this bitch. Yeah. Like you get that hunger in you because it's like boxing. See, I got that hunger in me. It, it, it's it's like yeah. boxing or being an athlete. Even, even when I'm at open mics and I see a brand new comic bomb and I'm like, don't let them leave. Yeah. Don't walk the crowd. Let me get up there right now. Yeah. I'll if I get up there right now, I'm gonna get them. Yeah. Watch, it, it, that's it, in it, me. You have to have that. Yeah, because it, it is literally the fighter in you and the the warrior in you that goes. I can do this. Yeah. And, and what I love about me, it's quiet. Yeah, you got that quiet confidence. I like it. Yeah. You just sit to the side. Yeah. And just, that you got that Zen Buddhism, like, and and, and literally just listen, let them walk them. Yeah. That's cool, cause y'all them your friends, your your friends walking crowds. That's fine, cause this, this what you putting up there. Cause you know for a fact, if you put somebody up there with with with, with some 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 Zoom, yeah, we finna wear this bitch out. They might even stay for a little while longer. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So keep putting your friends up. Keep doing that. That's yeah. that works. See, I had that happen at a Old City Pub. Uh, I saw like a whole bunch of comics went up before me, maybe like four, and they were all bombing. The, there were only like four people in the crowd in front of them, and they were getting bored and tired, and they weren't listening. And I saw one of the girls like uh, signal to the bartender. It was like, hey, can we get the check? They signed the check. The girls went to the bathroom, and they left. The guy's there. And I was like, okay, cool. The guys are still there. I got on stage, I talked to the guys, I made them laugh, I put a quick connection, and then when the girls came back, same thing, I made them laugh, and I went on with my set, and they stayed for the rest of the show, yeah. or the mic, and I was like, cool, they stayed, they were about to leave, they were about to leave, and I got them to stay, right. and that felt good. Like, 
to to stop bombs, learning and not stop bombs, to stop a bombing skid. Yeah. Let's say that, which is basically for us in Houston, it's right around six, six to seven good slides. I'm talking about three to five minutes of quiet time. Maybe a giggle from now and again. But other than that, it's just, yeah. God, to be that guy that stopped that, yeah. especially after a good, because the crowd done got to the point where they just like enjoying this shit. Look at this. Look, look, look. He ain't going to make it. He ain't going to make it. Look, yeah. he, he done. <laughs> <laughs> they done got used to it. They ready for you to walk off stage in oh, two yeah. minutes. You know, fucking host running back on the stage. I'm like, yeah. God damn, he didn't finish the joke. You know, it's like, shit. <laughs> this crowd is rough. You know what I mean? That's what we have here in Houston. That's why. Yeah. But I like it though. It makes you better. It makes you. It makes us. Yeah. Some of the best motherfucking comics in the world. Yeah. And we don't even know it. We don't. We go places and people be. They're dude, surprised. They're like, God damn, Houston got. This much firepower? Six months in. That's crazy. Six months in. I'm in L.A. Mm-hmm. People thought I was like six years in the game. No kidding. Yep. Wow. Six months in. How was L.A. when you were there? Oh, L.A. is always beautiful. It's beautiful? I love L.A. So when you went up there, what would you do? You just go to the open mics and hang out? Uh, and just I, go- Well, when I go out there, I go to a comics rock convention, which is held by Hope Flood. Uh, she's a senior comedian. She's been doing. She's been on BET, Comic View, Def Jam. Uh, she actually is pretty close friends with Luke Nail, who is a, pretty much a movie star at this point. Yeah, uh, um, she works with Cat Williams. Right. Yeah. Um, she has a ton of networking skills, and the. Most humbling thing about her is her ability to to teach. You're funny. You need to write more. Mm-hmm. Huh? I could see you funny. You got stories, but you need to learn how to basically sit down and stretch and put your stories on paper. Write them out, make sense, and get it together. She, I, I used to have a joke where I talked about uh, basically my mom having good pussy and or bad pussy or whatever you want to say. And the joke when I said it in L.A. the first time, like it was, it was crazy. It was, it got great. Feedback, people mm-hmm. loving and high fiving on stage. Uh, no shit. You got the the senior comics grabbing me, going, you know, that's good. But she pulled me to the side. I want you to write that joke in a classy way. I want you to make your mom more. Uh, or, or don't make that joke so derogatory towards your mother. If you can't say that joke in front of your mother, you shouldn't say that joke. Hmm. Huh. Would you say that in front of your mom? I've let her listen to the tape. 
<laughs> would you say that joke while your mama is sitting front row? Would mm-hmm. you say that joke? Probably not. Well, do me a favor. Write better. So every time I go, because I've been twice. I, I was supposed to go a third time this last year. Um, let me hear what you got. Give me something. Give me something new. Talk to me. See what I'm saying? Just off the, off the rip. She going to pull me to the side. Either her or one of her persons that she trusts. And they pull you to the side. They talk to you together. He got one. And when you got the he got one, you good. No, no. What does that mean, he got one? Hey, you funny. He got one. He got some. He got some. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think, I don't think that goes away, though. Like, you being funny. Like, well, it, it does and it doesn't. Uh-huh. It does because you're not structuring it. You're not growing it. You're not taking care of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can always be the funny guy at the bar. You can always be the funny guy at the gas station or at work around the water cooler. You can always be that guy. But to... 1,200 people to 17 to 18 to 2,000 a night. How you going to do that with rambling? Exactly. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you got to structure it. You got to have it. You got to make the free throws. Plain and simple. Take the easy baskets. And writing and structuring your jokes is the easiest it's the easiest layup. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, once you get a once you get the hang of it, then it becomes easier. Yeah. Oh, of course. Because like when I first started comedy, I didn't know how to write a joke. Mm. I didn't know what a setup was. I didn't know what a punchline was. I was just going up there rambling. Right. And it was really hard because like until you learn those tools of how to write a joke, you really can't do it. Well, the sucky part about it is comedy. I can say it's more like, I guess you'll say like starting your own business or being a mechanic or some shit where it's some shit you got to learn from other people. And depending on who's around you, whether they're willing to show you or just do it. Because if they'll just do it, they're not trying to teach it to you. Uh-huh. But if they're willing to show you and teach you how to do it and let you grow and flourish that way, mm-hmm. right, that's the 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 difference for me. Because when I first started, they wasn't showing you shit. Oh, yeah, you got it. No, nah, when I first started, they weren't showing you shit. Like, I, yeah. I had to learn... Yeah, like there there were a couple comics, maybe like a handful that actually helped me out. One even gave me the comedy bible, which is, uh, to this day has helped me out tremendously. Yeah. Mike Rayo. Uh, he's a great guy. He I read it. Yeah, that's a good book. Like everybody should know. Read it. Did some of the work. Yeah. Shops in it. And Mr. Ken Mills. Ken Mills. You remember him from uh 
What's the joke joint? Yeah, I remember. He told me like when uh, when we were doing the the workshops, I go up there, I go on stage, and he told me that I had potential. He was like, "You got something," and that was when I first started out, and people were calling me terrible, and I was like, "Why is he saying I got something?" Because he's different. He's he's listening. Yeah, he learned to listen. And Mr. Mills used to go, "You gonna be fine." Huh? So why you ain't giving me help? Why you why you ain't talking to me like I'm trying to get this state? Ah, according you'll be fine. <laughs> what? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And we would argue. We would go back and forth. And like I at one point I stopped going to the joke joint because we kept going back and forth because he kept asking me questions that I didn't know the answer to, not knowing that he was trying to train me. Like what type of questions? Start that joke over. What what did you what did you mean by that at this point in that joke? Mm. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's demeaning or do you think that's a uplifting point towards the person or the stereotype that you're pushing in that joke? Oh yeah, he chop. He take the Ginsu blade and yeah. he would go, I'm gonna cut all of the fat off of you. Yeah, I want all of that fat off that joke. I want you to be able to say that joke in one sentence and be done. I'm, st- yeah, I'm still trying to get to that point where I can just say it one sentence, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, Mister <sighs> Ken, I've never been able to do that because I, I like the details and telling people <laughs> points. And he but goes, here's the thing, maybe like three or four years down the line from now, right. you will be able to do that, right? And the, the the beautiful thing about it is the fact that he would take the the, the time, time yeah. yeah and just tell us the little shit you know uh, which I I think that it helped out a lot and we don't have many comics who do that here now we don't have a lot of like support from other mm-hmm. comics and it well, sucks the support from comics is like this. Um, as a man or as an adult, you don't listen to other adults that don't got their shit together. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So if a comic has not made it to a certain platform or is not on a certain level of what you think he should be at the time or space that you see him working, in your mind, he hasn't made it. But you don't know where that comic came from. Yeah. To get in front of you or to get to that point. Exactly. But in your mind, he should be up here. But in your thought process, he's not here. Yeah. And the other comics that you see in New York or in LA or somewhere else, they're up here above him, but in truth, they're on the same level because in New York and LA, they are the same level he is. Yeah. Here. So it's just it's one of them deals where it's just plain and simple. If you ain't got it, how the fuck you gonna tell me to get it? And it sucks, but it's the truth. No, it's the truth, yeah, because I've had some people try to tell me some shit, and I thought the same way. It was like they were trying to give me, like, advice or, like, criticism, 
And I was like, why are you going to tell me something mm-hmm. if you're not even doing that? If you ain't even got it. And I didn't listen to them. And that's why they got mad. Because they were like, I told you to do this. I told you to do that. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to your opinion. It's just, that's just it. I don't have to but do what you say. The thing about it is, it shows that you're, you're willing to learn. And it shows that you're willing to take criticism. Uh-huh. And never shun somebody because you think they're not where you think they should be. The, I, I, I'm at a point now where I understand that because there are some people that do have good points. Right. Like uh, I was talking to this uh, this comic, and this was like a couple years ago, and I was bombing on stage a lot. I wasn't really like doing that well, and I was like, I, w- I was trying to figure out why. So I asked him. I was like, Hey, so like, what do you think of me on stage? And he's like. He explained it to me in a way that made me understand it better. He was like, whenever I see a comic on stage, I get a certain feeling. Mm -hmm. I feel good when they're on stage, when they tell jokes, they make me laugh. That makes me feel good. And he went to me, he was like, when you go on stage, I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think of a certain way. I was like, oh, shit. Because nobody explained it to me like that before. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because like, when, when you're on stage and you make somebody laugh, there's a certain chemical in your brain. That you give people that makes them feel good, like the dopamine. You give them dopamine and you make them feel good. And he was like, if I can't make people feel good, then I'm not doing my job. Okay. That's the reason I love Patrice. Oh, I love Patrice. Love Patrice. All right. So, fuck your feelings. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Because, in truth, if I'm bombing... And you don't feel good. I might as well. Why would I save myself? Keep bombing. Let's keep digging. All right. But if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and everybody else is laughing, mm-hmm. and you're not, how am I supposed to figure this out? I'm supposed to tell everybody else to shut the fuck up because you unhappy? Because of that one person. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So. Well, I wasn't trying to like make that one person laugh. I was like. Specifically, I was like, how do you feel when I'm on stage? Are the jokes funny? I was trying to think about that. I wasn't thinking about that one person. But for him to go, when somebody's on stage, I get a good feeling. Yeah. That's bullshit. You think so? Yeah, because if Patrice is on stage and you go, I got a bad feeling, this guy's going to suck. When Patrice is on stage and you got a bad feeling, that's good. Because he's going to say some shit. That's going to make you go, fuck this guy. Yeah. He's going to, you'll be saying, fuck this guy, walking out and going, hold on. The fuck did he just say? (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like, he's that guy. And that's why I love that guy. Yeah. His film is countless hours of recordings of him explaining that you can't, can't save the joke. You can't save it. You just got like with bombs it bombs. When when do you know it's time to just get rid of the joke? You never get rid of a joke. You never get rid of it. You never get rid of a joke. That joke I told you about my mom a little while ago. Yeah. I still got that joke. Still. I still got it. She might not hear that motherfucker, but it might <laughs> pop up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> as of today, can you say that joke in front of your mom? And, yo, yeah. I can say it in front of her. Okay. Yeah, nah, listen. My mom know I don't care nothing about her snatch. She'll be all right. <laughs> I said right off the... Like, I've bombed in front of my mother before, so I'm cool with that. But 
Okay, well, you bombed. Well, like, what'd she say afterwards? Like, oh, we spent money on college for nothing. <laughs> it's hurtful as fuck. Right outside of Yo. Five Nine Hook Lounge. Your mom's a savage, bro. <laughs> right outside of Five Nine Hook Lounge. We, 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 we did all we could to send you to But I earned my, I earned a scholarship, and I got, like, grants and a scholarship to yeah. go to college. So she didn't really pay for that. Right, yeah. but the shit still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's coming for your mom. Right. And, and like, <laughs> it was a it was a hellacious bomb that night. Like it was it was uh it was, it was one of them, all of that money. You didn't even put a cent. <laughs> it was a bad night. It's like God. <laughs> I have not well, I, I did comment in front of my mom one time and it went pretty good. Yeah. And she liked it and she was happy. Yeah. But if I would have bombed, she would have let me have it. Oh yeah. Yeah, my mom is a savage like Listen, that. Listen, I lost my first boxing match in front of family members. Like Ooh, my first hurt. pro, my first pro boxing match, I lost in front of family members. God. I was in Washington State, uh-huh. and uh, my aunt lives in Spokane, and they drove up. <clears throat> they drove up to watch, and I fought this guy who's from from Canada. He actually was a, he had a belt, uh, inter-something, inter intermediate or something belt, and he was 8-0 with like seven knockouts. And 8-0 with seven knockouts? Yeah. Shit. Like, I shouldn't have been in the ring with him. It was my first fight. Why were you in there in the first place? Because my coach was after money. It's just plain and simple. He's how much? Like, how much for the fight? The whole fight was like what twelve hundred. Oh shit! I gave him two fifty, and I gave my trainer or the guy that was in my ring, in my corner man. I gave him uh, like two fifty. So that's five hundred right there. Right, and I walked away with seven hundred dollars after an ass whipping. <sighs> Which isn't too bad, man. I apologize. I like winning. <laughs> I, I cried. And I cried. And Yo, like the female I was dating yeah. at the time, she was like, "Do you? what do you want to do with the money? I was like, fuck that money. <laughs> <laughs> I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt, man. Like, oh, I, was, fuck. I was like, I was my, yeah. my ego was bruised. Uh, Your face was bruised, too. <laughs> not, not so much as my face was bruised. Oh, it was more my ego. I um I got pretty good head movement, pretty good defense. All right. I um. Did you get knocked out? I got counted out. I didn't get. You got counted out. out. Okay. Yeah, I, I just didn't get back up. I. Uh, now, did you have the strength to get back up? And were oh, you? For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like. Did you stay down? Like, yeah, I just. Fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> it was. It was one of them ass whippings. <laughs> You were just like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to get. Like it, it, was, it was one of them ass whippings that was that could get a lot worse. This can get way worse. <laughs> like he, he was, let's just say, let's just say he was. He, Yo, he when was, you were down, you were like, man, seven hundred ain't that bad, you know. It, it was, I was I was pissed, but I wasn't pissed enough to get up and keep getting the hell beat out. Man. Oh shit! So I had a uh, on the way to the uh, to. the to the airport the next morning, another trainer, a guy out of uh, Portland, Oregon, black guy, 
He said, hey, brother, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, yeah, what's going on? He said, because my, my trainer is Hispanic, and the coach, Manny, he's Hispanic. And, like, I'm black. And he said, you know, we would take care of you better. You should get with your people. Your people make sure you take care because you shouldn't have been in that fight last night. Even they knew. Yeah. Damn. So I was just like, because I looked at my coach, especially one of them, like a, a like a big play cousin or uncle, because him and one of my uh, my friends uncles was like real cool and he was always like looking out for us and like when I first started boxing he was the person that took me in and showed me a bunch of stuff he actually trained me pretty good um, to the point where when I was fighting uh, amateurs I was winning but my first pro fight a lot of things kind of came into play like Evander Holyfield was having a fight the exact same weekend I was having a fight, but his fight was in San Antonio. Uh-huh. So the ring that we were sparring and working out with, we had to take it to San Antonio that week because the, I guess, the the board and all of those people, they want everything set up early and make sure nothing's wrong with it, make sure everything can be set up. So I had uh, tickets to the fight. No shit. Yeah, yeah, like, seriously, VIP passes. Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield fight. Met Evander Holyfield. Everything. Whole, whole nine yards. Damn. And Was this before or after Mike Tyson bit his ear? It was after Mike. It was after. Did yeah, you see his ear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He talks about it. He actually. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he actually tries to, <laughs> tries to some kind of way be fun. Like, if you, if you know certain things, like, Evander Holyfield has been rattled a few times, so them jokes is 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 one of them things. He just might just you know if I look from this side, you can see that nigga still biting my ear. Jesus, so them jokes ain't really just. But he was a cool cat, man. He uh, yeah. He actually... He seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He came to the gym a couple times. He seen us spar. I actually sparred with uh, one of his crew members. Um, I mean, I actually can fight. I just... I hate losing. And when that gentleman told me what he told me, Mm -hmm. and when I got back to Texas, the first thing out of my trainer's mouth was... Hey, when can I, uh, when you gonna cash that check and get my money? Damn, I just lost. Like I'm hurting, hurting. Yeah, and that was and like I, your ego is bruised right now, and he's like, so, when, when you gonna pay me? So I cashed the check. I said, good morning. I said, give me, give me an hour. I'll be to you in about an hour. And he was just like, all right, cool, come on, cause I need that money. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll be there in about an hour. I cashed the check, and when I cashed the check, I walked in the door, and I was just like, here you go, bud. Here y'all go, and that was the last time they seen me. 
He called. He came by my apartment. He followed family members that he knew. And he was asking about you. He's like, you see Cornelius? What, what no, Cornelius? You see Cornelius. He's, can I talk to Cornelius? Can, oh. can you please set it up for us to have a conversation? Because I know he's ignoring me. I know where he works. Yeah. I know what time he gets up in the morning. Um, I mean, he's a coach. He, he should know everything about you, right? He actually sat outside my vehicle a few times at my at my job that I had. And I was just like, I'm not talking to you. Because I know what you did. It was money. Damn. And that sucks because I held you at a higher standard than money. You trusted the dude. Yeah. You were just like, you're going to train me. We're going to have this this thing. This is going to be ours. You're going to make me a better fighter. Right. But he just put you in there because he was like, I need the money. Right. Damn. How'd you and feel? And that's how I felt. Well, how'd you feel when you, when you found that out where you were just like, oh, he just wanted the money? I was hurt because... I've I've eaten at your house. I've spent the night. I've driven your vehicles. Um, I play with your kids. We done went out of town together. Uh, we do, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a guy on Facebook right now. He he actually is out. He's a comedian now too. He's out of San Antonio. He's about six nine, tall guy. His name's Clay. I can't think of his last name right now. But me and him fought in the amateurs. Mm-hmm. And me and my coach like went through wars in South Texas with some of the cats. Like him, uh, another cat, and is uh, a trainer out of Austin. Named Pops Billingsley. He's an older black man. He trained Ann Wolf. And Ann Wolf was supposed to fight Layla Lee. Um, I had fights with his fighters in, in Pan Am games and fighting cats out of Dallas. And like a lot of these cats, from what we were told, they were supposed to run me out the, out the ring within the first minute minute or two like and they was, were good yeah they they supposed to be nice nice yeah like olympic gold uh olympic trials nice you know yeah. what i'm saying like he he lost only to this person nice and da 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 and no yeah see because you tell me cornelius go hold a fat guy i don't want to fuck with him Give me the point guard. Yeah. I don't want to hold a fat dude. Give me the motherfucker that's hitting the points. Let me hold him. I'm that dude. So when you tell me that he going to beat the shit out of you, that's enough. You ain't got to say no more. We good. Let me put my headphones on and go on about your business. Because I don't know what gave you that inkling. But we're gonna find out. I got I got hands, he got hands. We we're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when boxes like in boxing, when you lose, we know. 
when you win, we know. Me and you, mm-hmm. we know. Whoever that, whoever's against me, we yeah. know who won. Who you won. and your opponent, you both yeah. know who's the winner and who's, who's the loser. We know. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of fights that I've <laughs> had in other people's backyards. And after we finished, their hands was raised. And I just winked at them and left. You took an ass with me, Pop. I don't give a fuck your hand was raised. Your face bruised the fuck up. You bloody. You look like you just got hit by a fucking truck. Mm-hmm. But your hand got raised. Welcome to South Houston boxing. <laughs> I don't know how your hand is raised. Matter of fact, I'm looking at the ref going, and he just. Man, they boys. That's now, it. it ain't even the ref. It's the, it's the people, yeah. the judges. Yeah. And, like, literally, it's, it's deep. Because, it, I mean, it's some cats that I, I knew that were pretty tough. And they, um. They ended up losing because basically the situations and stuff like that. But with things of that nature, boxers end up turning pro early mm-hmm. because they're like, dude, I killed this dude. And then, like, they cheated me or da 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 da, da. I can do this shit in the pros. And if I'm going to do this and just lose in people's backyards, but they don't realize it's it's not the losing, it's the lesson. Get so, it, like, fighting, fighting in backyards is like that's how you started? Oh no! When when I say somebody backyard, that's uh-huh. just their hometown. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nah. I thought you meant like people were actually fighting in backyards. Because like I remember nah. like Kimbo Slice used to do oh, that yeah, shit in yeah, videos. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, that's insanity, bro. Nah, that's, because nah. that's how he got started. He started boxing in backyards. Nah, that's not boxing, bro. That's street fighting. That's street fighting. Okay. Yeah, that's street fight. That ain't boxing. <laughs> that's just flat out street fighters acting like they got hand skills and nah. Because you put Kimbo Slice in with. Uh, amateur, he beat him. He beat him down. Oh no, that happened. Yeah, Kimbo yeah. Slice went to MMA. He went to UFC. Got to beat his first one. I'm talking about a his boxer. first fight. I'm talking about a real <laughs> boxing, real boxing match. And you put him in with somebody who can skillfully box. Mm-hmm. An amateur, he beat the shit out of Kimbo Slice. Well, I don't know if you remember that UFC, his first UFC fight, where the other guy, like, he was scared of Kimbo. Like, Kimbo was coming up, you know, big motherfucker. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna fuck you up. And the guy, like, kind of dodged, hit him, knocked him down. Boom, one. And he was surprised. He was running around like, holy shit, I just did that. Because Kimbo was a fucking scary looking dude. It's because he's big and black. And he got hair on his shoulders. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I, uh, I, I mean, because... Alright. I sparred with... Um... What's the freaking what's the guy's name right now? I sparred with him when he was a kid. Uh, who was the middleweight Mexican middleweight champion right now? Redhead. Oh, uh, Canelo. I sparred with Canelo Alvarez. No shit. When he was like 13, 14 years old. How was that? Because they would come up through the border and they would come up through Austin, Houston and uh and go up to Dallas for sparring sessions. Uh, what's his name? Um, he used to be a world champ out of San Antonio. He still has a boxing gym. 
I can't think of his name. A little short guy. But uh, they knew of his coach. And he knew Manny. And when they came up, they had us come to San Antonio. And once we got to San Antonio, it was just a kid. Nobody knew. Nobody's like, hmm. like he wasn't on my radar. Um, they basically was like, you can't, uh, don't throw overhand rights. No? Yeah, basically, don't throw hard punches. Uh-huh. But you can throw combinations, but keep your overhand right. Um, fast, hard-hitting, uh, even as a kid. Um, like, when you when you sparred with him, did you have an idea of where he was going to be at? Um, in truth, not at that point. I just know that he sparred with some world-class fighters that day. Uh-huh. Um, not including myself, because I'm not a world-class fighter, but uh, this is somebody named James Kirkland. And there was another welterweight in San Antonio. It was a couple of them, actually. I can't think of their names. But James at the time was, like, number 15 in the world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he he sparred with James by himself as a kid. Damn. So, quite naturally, when they had their fight here in Houston, he kind of already had sparring sessions under his belt, and he knew James. Yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of how that works. Like it's a it's a whole network of fighters that <laughs> travel, train, and fight. Like, do boxers like talk about other boxers? Of course. Like, if they hear about a guy from like Salt Lake City, you're oh, like, you like you you hear about this guy? Of course. Like oh. James, oh. James Frank. You heard about him? Of course. He's he's one of the best, dude. And he's only yeah. like 15 years old. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, of course. Damn. Yeah, freaking. Um, uh, he's a welterweight titleist right now. From the guy from Nebraska. Like I heard about him when I was uh, training and stuff. Because apparently he they came to Texas and wanted to spar some people. And couldn't find nobody. The twins from here, mm-hmm. the Charlo twins. I've heard. I heard about them early on. Terrence Crawford. There you go. Yeah. Um, and I used to talk about how these cats was destroying people, like within like ninety seconds. Damn, Terrence has twenty seven KOs. Yeah, Terrence. Thirty six fights. Terrence is a monster. God damn. See, Terrence is the type of monster that I like to to see because I know I drowned you. I know it ain't no way you coming back from it. I'm not going to let you come back from it. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, every time you get just a little bit, a little bit more confidence, I want to do something to make you understand that you shouldn't have that. I gave that to you. Then on top of that, I want you to understand that the only reason 
I have flatlined your ass. It's for TV ratings. I said, I'm allowing you to survive. If you punch me, or if you do anything as if you're trying to get back in this fight, I'm going to give you what you're asking for. You ready? Because I, I, I hadn't even picked it up yet. Yeah. See, I like, I'm, I'm just playing with you right now. Like, I want you to know, because it's a psychological, like, torture, pretty much. I feel like that's what Mayweather does. Nah, that's... No? That See, what Mayweather does in sparring is mm-hmm. that. Is the sparring. During sparring sections? Yeah. He, he psychologically beating the shit out of people. During the fight? Hey, he just wanted money. Mm. That's just money. Well, That's nowadays, money. like when he first started, though, he was a different fighter. So when he first started, he had what was called unknown knowns. See, Floyd Mayweather Jr. been a monster since he was about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he been, he been traveling and fighting grown men since he was about 15, 16 years old. So everything in the ring on TV... It's flashiness. It's the, it's the thought process, persona. Yeah. You get this money. He already had a reputation before all that. Most certainly. Yeah. The, anytime you go to the <laughs> gyms across America as a kid, nobody no adult. It's just him. He's just showing up in places, fighting. That's all he ever did. And to have that confidence... Yeah, because I got a set of skills that make grown men go, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah, because them hands move fast, 110%. So, I think certain fighters, Andre Ward is one that learned that too. Like, Andre has some some, some extremely fast hands. Mm-hmm. And to be at middleweight and the weight class that he fought at and to be undefeated for as long as he was undefeated that's almost unheard of and to do it through the better part of a decade and nobody catches you and nobody comes up and nobody gets close even the people that's above the weight classes that you're in you go up to their weight classes and make them meet at catch weights just to show and prove to people that I'll beat his ass too mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm bored I'm that skillful at this. Like, Andre Ward could still be fighting. He could have built up a record to right around 80, maybe 80, 70, close to 80 fights and never lost. What is it? Mike Tyson is having a fight again soon. No, Mike Tyson's fighting uh, Roy Jones. Roy Jones, yeah. But Andre Ward is, is just an announcer now. He actually... Uh, I think uh, Julius Julius Fogel has ties to Andre. I think they sparred together or fought together, one of them. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Like Andre that. is 36. Yeah. Yeah, he can come back. Yeah, Andre could have not retired and been known as one of the greatest boxers of all time. Why do you think he retired, though? He got enough money. He's bored. Yeah. Also, like when you take a lot of hits to the head, you're not gonna, you're not the same person anymore. Andre ain't taking hits. Ah. Andre defense. Defense. 
Andre's skillful and strong as fuck. And that's something you can't teach, especially with, like, lean fighters. Like, tall, lean fighters. Because most tall, lean fighters, when somebody goes to their body, they want to cover up. Or they don't want to do the work that it takes to keep people off their bodies. Andre has a great jab. Andre is extremely accurate. Andre has a right hand that you can't see if he's jabbing. And once that right hand is lined up, it's it's a good night. And Floyd Miller is the same way. Once he lined that right hand up behind that jab, it's yeah, it's gonna be a long night. No matter who it is or how it go. But to put in that work and to get to that point, I just think like certain cats like after a while is enough is enough like these cats been fighting since they were kids you get up in the morning time and your dad say we running mm-hmm. it's 5.30 you gotta get up you ain't got no choice like your entire life that's what you've been pushing to. Um, I am honestly shocked that some of these cats, like Andre, I'm shocked that he stayed retired. Because just like Floyd Mayweather Jr., just like Roy Jones Jr., just like Bernard Hopkins, just like Ricky Haddon, Oscar De La Hoya, just like every fighter before them. You can't just stop, brother. Being a fighter is something you don't turn off. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something you don't put that I'm gonna just put that under the the idea that belt that, that's quite naturally you do it like I size up people when I walk through doors and clubs no shit ain't got no choice it's just natural you just immediately you just size them up there we go that's that quick you just look at them boom damn Straight up. No ifs, no ands. Even when I'm drunk. Sizing them up. Wow. Yeah. All right. Say uh, you're at a bar. You're, you're not drunk, but you're a little buzzed. And this guy, he's taller than you. He's bigger than you. He's talking shit. You said something, or he just took something in the wrong way, but he's he's starting some shit with you now. What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing? Are you not going to tell him anything, and you're not going to do nothing? This is like, all right, fuck you. Now, if you put your hands on me, uh-huh. I'll do what the fuck I want to do. Okay. He grabs you. What are you doing? A jab combination? What are you doing? Uh... Depending on how he grabbed me and where he grabbed me. Right shoulder, he just grabs you by the shirt. Just, uh, right shoulder, right there. He's grabbing by the shirt. Yeah, he's like, he's pulling you. He's pulling you down because he's about to hit you with his left. Oh. See, 9 out of 10, I'm going to slide up under that. Uh-huh. You slide up. Yeah, there's a little slide up under something. Depending on how drunk I am or if I'm really pissed off or if I'm... I don't know. It depends. Because I can't sit here and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to 
But I, I feel like since it's going to be natural for you, you're not even going to think about it. You're just going to do it. Yeah. Cause yeah. That's why I say I can't sit here and go, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. It, 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 it. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens. Like uh, you, I'm pretty sure you, uh, for any situation, you got something that's, yeah. that you're going to do. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's, anytime somebody tells you, I'm going to do an uppercut or I'm going to do. Yeah. Listen, brother. I don't know what you're gonna do in a real fight. I don't know. You don't know. My thing is, yeah. I know this. When I get hit, I'm gonna hit back. That I can tell you is the the gospel. If you put your hands on me, I'm gonna put my hands on you. Now, whatever happens after that, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. But other than that, is I can't sit here and make it like I'm gonna plan it all the way out. Nah, I just if I see somebody six eight in a corner, three hundred some pounds. All right, <laughs> that's what's in here tonight. All right, you know what I mean? It ain't no I'm finna I murder this guy, or I kick this guy's ass. It's just that's a big dude. Just All right, be ready. Because if he grab you, he wrap his arms around. Then what? Yeah. You gonna get out of that? Cause you want me to tell you some boxing technique? Nah, I'm gonna do some some ignorant nigga shit by dropping to the ground <laughs> and probably doing some pushback. Hopefully, get his ass up off me. You know what I'm saying? I might hit him with something. Just you know, and I don't know. Yeah, I just know that if I get hit, I'm gonna hit you back. Mm-hmm. And I I value that. <laughs> Way more than some, I got skills because I've seen professional boxers, professional kickboxers, professional whatevers get to sleep awesome. I punched him because I was scared type shit. Like literally, if you're a big dude, you muscular, you tall, you 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 got a stature. Yeah. Most people fear you. Yeah. So when you standing out over them talking or standing to them talking with that demeanor of "I'll kick your ass," most people are terrified. Most people are nervous. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to do is fight or flight. Yeah. And if you trying to fight and flight at the same time, you get lucky from time to time. I've seen somebody running and throw a punch and knock somebody smooth the fuck out. All <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about was like, boom. boom. He was running literally and threw a punch and knocked somebody out and turned around Damn. and was like, you motherfucker. And people was like, dude, you was running. <laughs> like, sit down and stop. You didn't knock him out. I get it, but stop. You, yeah. you, was was, you wasn't trying to fight. Stop that. Oh, so. Shit. I did that shit. That was on me. Exactly. <laughs> you, you damn near up the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it happens, man. It happens. You don't know how fights are going to turn out. You don't know how things... All I know is, like I say, when I size people up, it's just more or less like shit. You got to be ready for whatever pop. Yep. You don't know what's coming out of here tonight. You know? Because, shit, who knows what'll happen. I'm, 
You mess around and get knocked out by a, 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 a skinny guy. Freaking five foot one. Yeah, you know I've seen I mean? a big guy get beat up by a little guy. Yeah. That's weird. Not really. But to me, when I first saw it, I thought it was it was crazy. I was like, I, I couldn't believe that could happen. Man, I've seen big dudes get TO'd and seen little dudes get waxed. I've seen gir- girls, big girls, little girls. It happens, man. Yeah. It happens. Uh, but I, in all honesty, nobody knows what they're going to do until you hit, until you're in it. You don't know what's going to happen until it happens. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But if you want to wrap this up, because... Yeah, well, we can. Yeah, it's 1026. Oh, I... Goddamn, man. We've been talking for a minute. It's been fun, dude. Yeah, it has. <laughs> it has, actually. I actually would come back just to keep doing it and just keep getting like comfortable with it, with the, with the setup and keep making it more or less uh, well, like the whole, the whole thing for me like other people have their own thing when they do podcasts like they have a topic that they talk about right. they they want to do it a specific way or they have like little things that they tell you to do like uh, we do this certain thing where you At have the to top of the hour yeah the top uh, like it's been 15 minutes so now we right. all gotta raise our hands while we're doing this. Right, right, right. it's some weird shit I just want to talk right. I with my podcast like I just it's not about me it's about the conversation and where it goes. Right. I'll, I can go wherever. Like, I like to flow off of somebody's energy. Mm-hmm. Whatever you give me, I'll give it back, and we'll just right, keep right, flowing right, like right. that. Like, well, I, I see it. I like the, the ones that are structured because I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I like that as well because if you can get it and it's organized and it's structured the right way and it fits into your your thing that you're doing, cool. Yeah. Um. But I like this better. Wherever it goes, it goes, and we have a good time either way. And I do like the to have structure, so topics will be a thing mm-hmm. for mine. So it'll just be more or less. It'll just be more or less um, things that we can like, kind of just associate the conversation with. Uh, some well, starting uh, point or something. Let's keep talking. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, this has been It's Been a Minute with Cornelius White. Great comic from Houston. Been doing it six years. I appreciate you coming on. No problem. No problem. Yeah, and, anytime, uh, actually. Anytime. Yeah, you. Come back anytime you want. We'll uh-huh. do this again. We'll keep talking about boxing, uh, comedy, boxing, whatever, comedy, man. You name it. We yeah. can talk about women. We Man, I, oh. I, I got an idea, not to hold this longer, but I got an idea with uh, female... Uh, depends, like the, cause they have uh, uh, some depends that they trying to make look like sexy underwear, so like older women who may have leakage can wear like sundresses, and not look like saggy diapers in the back. They look like real thongs now or boy shorts, and I think that what? is, I think that is such. A funny thing because it's like, wait, my grandmama can put on some some boy shorts that 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 are like depends, <laughs> and these and like these joints are sexy. Yeah, like they got commercials. 
I'm telling these joints look good on these ladies, and I'd be like, yo, like these. Yeah. If you ever catch an infomercial about like females, I, I, depends. I, you know, like that's look thing, at the women man. in there. And tell me you wouldn't be like, yo, if man, if only I, she I, wasn't leaking. Yeah, I'm just you saying. <laughs> I, I smash. <laughs> <laughs> she can get it in them depends. You know what I mean? You know so, what? She can keep it on during. I don't I'm give a just, fuck. I'm just saying, slide them depends to the side. <laughs> We can get all this going, like, and if she be like, "Don't rip my depends, bitch!" Is on, bitch. You got a whole bag, and I buy smoke. Stop all that. <laughs> so, right. I think that's a great spot to end on. Uh, you want social media or anything? Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Cornelius White. Uh, just basically Facebook at Cornelius White, or you can follow me on uh, Instagram. On Instagram, I am the Black Crocodile. Uh, it's Basically, uh, that's it. Uh, no, no uh, Twitter, uh, no TikTok, no huge social media following just yet. I do have a website. You can find me at uh, corneliuswhitecomedy.com also, and it'll take you to all of my social media links. Oh, yeah, official. Uh, you can always follow me at... Instagram, Twitter, the Jocosity, T H E J O E C O S I T Y. Uh, thank you for listening, and I uh, hope to have some more soon. Appreciate y'all. Awesome.